0: This episode is sponsored by our friends with the Sharp Mortgage Team. You know the weather's getting warmer, but the triad real estate market is hot. If you've been waiting for more homes to hit the market and better rates, now is the time to reach out to the Sharp Mortgage Team with Highlands Mortgage. It's important to have a conversation with mortgage pros before you shop for a home so that when you find the house you love, you'll be ready to make an offer. Call them today, 336-575-9448, or you can visit their website at sharpmortgageteam.com to talk to a member of their team. Don't wait, the summer home buying season is already underway. So again, 336-575-9448 or sharpmortgageteam.com, that's sharp with an E at the end, sharpmortgageteam.com this is the triad podcast network we have been talking about this topic for a number of months now we did an episode all about student loan forgiveness and then when it was first announced back in what november october last fall when uh the biden administration and the white house's student loan forgiveness program was was unveiled and then it was challenged in the courts and then it went to the supreme court and now it's it's being reviewed and hearings have been held and all sorts of things have been happening over the last several months or maybe not happening would be <laughs> the better phrase but we've all been pointing toward the the month of June or July in terms of when things might start to uh, questions might start to be answered, and all these people that have been wondering if their loans were going to be forgiven, or part of them be forgiven, or when they would have to start paying their loans again—all the results of, of, of COVID—you um, know—we're we're, we're coming out of all of this, and we're here with Jennifer Johnson from Three Magnolias Financial Advisors to. Just kind of talk about where things stand related to student loans, and, and Jennifer, it's a, it's a it's probably a good time to do it, even though we don't have any any rulings from the from any information out of the Supreme Court hearings. But we're at, we're in in graduation time, and right. the weekend ahead from when we're recording this is when high school graduation will be happening in this area, and so uh, people are getting ready to start college and financing that. Secondary education may be a part of that. That's so right. So whether loans are being forgiven or not, this is a good time to be talking student loans, right?
1: Yeah, certainly made me think about it going into graduation season. Um, also, like you said, we, we were expecting and still hoping that we'll get a Supreme Court decision this month um, on the, the Biden forgiveness program that was rolled out last fall. I think it's now possibly looking like it might be July. Mm-hmm. You know, before we get any real answer on that. And like you, I mean, I feel like we've kind of been on this permanent pause. You know, it was it was kind of dropped on us pretty quickly to say, okay, here's this program and go ahead and apply. And I know a lot of people did, and then you know, pretty quickly put on hold. And uh, I know I've been been trying to to stay on top of that. There was some mention as well when the debt ceiling debates, you know, were going on right. to about whether that would be part of negotiations. Um, looks like that was not a direct part of the negotiations, but I did find it interesting that both the House and the Senate passed legislation to block the, um, the Biden administration, the executive action. So j- maybe just quick review for folks that maybe, um, you know, weren't up to speed. We did do, as Adam, as you mentioned, a whole podcast on it uh, back mm-hmm. in the fall. Um, so I think that might be good for folks to listen to because there are some ins and outs to it. Um, it can be a little tricky, right, to see if you you know possibly could qualify. I still think some of that's going to be relevant to folks because I know in my work as a financial advisor, you certainly encounter people with student loans. A lot of times, you know, doing you know four hundred and one k enrollment, maybe especially with a new grad. And that's a really important part of their budget. So, so we want to we want to speak to those people as well today. But just to catch people up, there was as you as you pointed out really well, there was an administrative action um, back in the fall that would potentially forgive up to twenty thousand of federal student loans for folks, and that quickly became controversial. And you know, now the Supreme Court is actually ruling on whether or not um, the presidential. Administration even had the authority to do that. Um, right. um Seems like I just thought it was interesting that both sides of Congress passed legislation to block it. I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting and not a great sign for those of us who um, thought that you know that might be in place by now. Of course, the president is going to veto that, right? I mean, right. so I guess it was more symbolic than anything. But there's definitely some some debates. Going on out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we've got our old podcast. We'll we'll post the link to that in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to to that one so you can learn all about the student loan forgiveness program that is currently being debated. But but I think what you mentioned there is is interesting. Um I, I this is not necessarily understanding all the politics of it, but uh what the Supreme Court is going to render a decision on is n- is more to do with authority to whether this was student loans or some other uh, type of legislation. um, It's, it was whether or not the white house had the authority to just do this.
1: That's my understanding too. Yeah. I mean, it was immediately contested and, and, and I I don't, certainly don't have the expertise to know whether or not they, they really had that authority or not, but that's my understanding is that they're ruling on do they really have the ability to do that? Um, and I guess the um, important things for folks to know, I guess, is to one, you know, watch for that. Right. I mean, cause that's going to be important if you've got student loans um, there is a website and I think we put it in the show notes on the original podcast mm-hmm. too. So we could maybe share that again, but yep, that should, should give you some updates. I, my personal opinion is I would still encourage people to apply. Um, if you think that's you, there are some income limitations that people need to be aware of too. Um, and I think the other thing to be conscious of is that not all loans are going to be eligible, right? And we did talk about that before, but, um, if you've got a private student loan, for example, you know, my understanding is that's not going to qualify. So type a loan, your income, Are all going to be important? Um, You know, if but if you've got student loans that you think at all could qualify, I mean, my my advice would be go and apply, sign up for updates um, on the program, and just see. I mean, hopefully, we would know at least by July whether or not the program is going to take place or going to to be put into effect. I I I think one of the biggest concerns for me is you know as an advisor is you know people have not these these payments student loan payments have been paused since the start of COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's literally three years. Right. I mean, and I know some people chose to continue their payments, you know, because their income maybe wasn't affected by COVID and, and they felt like it, you know, the forgiveness wasn't, wasn't going to take place. And we still don't know the answer to that. Right. But, but I would guess there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have not made a payment for three years um, you know, we were talking before we went online how much other other your other household items, your budget have gone up so much with inflation. And I guess one big worry that I have is that you know people won't be ready, you know, to restart yeah. those payments um, if that doesn't doesn't go through. I mean, right now they're still deferred. The payments are still deferred until there's at least a decision made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's something that, that's important for people to be thinking about.
0: So, so to clarify what you were saying is um, we don't know for sure if and when these student loan payments will have to start up again, but it, it could happen because we're close to the decision. And if, yeah. this, if the program is, is shot down by the Supreme Court, then we're, we're back to where we were from the student loan perspective before COVID, right?
1: I think so. That's my understanding too. I think, I think if the Supreme court, you know, says, well, you really didn't have that authority. I think the Biden administration is probably already working and thinking about some other ways they could, could attack that because that was a campaign promise Yeah, uh, that Biden is trying to make good on. And there's an election next year. I'm sure they would love to say, Hey, look what we did for student loans. Yep. Um, so I think they're going to make some efforts there, but I, I think, you know, from a from a planning standpoint, I think what I would share with with folks is, you know, that's we're in June now. You know, even if it's if it's July before we get an answer, I mean, those payments could kick back up within 60, 90 days. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, I think that's if, if you haven't thought about that now, and you know, it certainly need to be be thinking about it. I mean, you know, for those folks, if it's, you know, I'm sympathetic to folks that are struggling with that. Um, you know, and I hope it, it helps people out, but I think there's a real fear in my mind that, you know, that it'll be blocked. And then there's a lot of folks that, you know, three years is a long time to, to not make a payment. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of forgot about it almost. Um, and then your food costs are up 10%, right. And your gas costs are up. And then before you know it, gosh, there's not any room. Yeah. that payment.
0: Yeah. So what, what's one to do then I guess is, is the question because it it could be somebody who's had a loan for five, 10 years, or it could be somebody that's a recent college grad that, um, is, is in the process of now starting to have to pay off those, those student loans when they haven't had to do so for, for the last three years. So, uh, knowing all of this that you just said, um, what are some recommendations in terms of how people try to figure this out?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to want to offer some some insight for new grads, too, because I think we're in the season for that, especially the I think the high school students, that's really relevant for people making those borrowing decisions. As you said, Um, I do think there's more awareness now in talking to parents and students going into college about the financial impact of taking loans as -hmm. opposed to kind of when I went to school, it was just all I recall was going to school was a good thing, you know? And so even if you had to borrow, you know, we'd see all these stats about, well, if you have a bachelor's degree, you'll make a million dollars more, you know, during your career. I, don't quote me on that. People like that. You know, <laughs> that is not a guarantee. Something right? like, that, you know? <laughs> like if you got a bachelor's degree, you made so much more. And if you got right, a bachelor's degree, right. you probably see those. And so we're like, okay. So if you had to borrow 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, you know, it's not that bad, right? Until you really get down to like, oh my goodness, you know, now when it's time to make that payment, you're like, wow. Um, And I think especially now, you know, folks like we said that haven't been used to it. So it's kind of like, what do you do um, if you're one of those people that you've been out working for a few years, but you've still got a student loan and maybe you hadn't made payments now in three years. So you had to move forward, you know, paying that off. Um, I think what I would do first is just, pretend like you're going to have to restart that payment, right? So, because if it if it is forgiven for you and you don't have to make that payment, that's going to be great, right? You're always going to be able to find something to spend that money on, mm-hmm. right? Um, So, you know, we, we can all figure that out. We're all bombarded with stuff every day that we can buy, you can buy a hot tub or whatever. Um, <laughs> I would rather you not maybe do that if you're, um, you know, if you're not feeling good about other goals, but that's just an example. But so I would just like pretend you know, look now, if you haven't yet, um, because again, it's been three years, like look now at what your income and your expenses are running, right? Um, And say, okay, if I look at where my student loan payment is supposed to be, um, and you may have to log in, you know, to a website or something, log in there and say, okay, if it's, if it's two hundred dollars hit, hit that forgot password button. Yeah. You, yeah. Have
0: a, you haven't logged sure. in for no. three years.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. I wonder why this is going to go down. If you've forgotten about it, yeah. All of a sudden they're going to start hitting your checking account, right? With these mm-hmm. payments, probably. Um figure that out because you may have forgotten what it is, right? So and then okay, look at that, that, that income and expenses and right. like, okay, how is this going to fit? Right. I mean, what adjustments? do I need to make? I mean, and luckily, I think for most people, they're not too onerous, right? Unless you got a, a graduate degree and they're really, really expensive. But I mean, depending upon how much room you've got in your budget, you know, even if it's a hundred dollars or $150 and you don't have that room, that's a big deal, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. still a huge problem. So I think that would be step number one is just pretend like it's not going to happen and you got to make that payment.
0: I want to take a quick break from this show to do two things. One, we'll say thank you for listening and supporting the Triad Podcast Network. Just listening to this episode is appreciated. Second, I want to ask that you support a local business that supports us as a presenting partner a real estate company we trust, the Ginther Group, located in Winston-Salem. Right now, in the spring, the housing market is moving fast. You need someone you can rely on to assess your situation, read the data and trends, and steer you in the right direction. Interest rates, inventory, new construction, there are so many factors that impact our local market. Don't buy into the national internet headlines. Get the information from the folks right here in our neighborhood. Contact Blake Ginther and the Ginther Group today. Whether you're buying or selling, have cash or not, or if your home isn't in the ideal condition for selling, chances are... They have a solution for you. Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning whatever you need. Start now, and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. To be clear, we're not trying to handicap whether or not this is going to happen and what the Supreme Court's going to do. We have no insight on that, Um, but... To what, to your point, Jennifer, part of your job is making sure that people are prepared for scenarios like this.
1: Right. Right. And I think especially if you're looking at making like a big decision, you know, you're going to buy a car or whatever. I mean, you know, you're going to, you know, looking at maybe um, a, a vacation for the summer, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, I mean like that, you know, you definitely want to make sure you don't count on, as we've said the whole time, I think you don't count on this work Right. I mean, so like you know, don't make buying decisions based on the fact that that maybe your loan is going to be forgiven or a big part of it. Um, Make sure you're considering that when you make big big decisions, especially. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what kind
0: of repayment options might there be? You mentioned you know, log into that account if you've got an online account through your student loan and. Take a look and say, okay, what what is my my payment going to be yeah. per month? Um, and like you said, these payments were deferred, so you still have the same length, your same term on yeah. this, and and you know your payments are just going to kick back into what they were set up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a chance to look at some other repayment options? Yeah. Cause over three years, people's situation may have changed.
1: That's right. I think, especially with COVID people change jobs you got you know, totally different work situations and maybe rental situations or home situations. I think it's a good time, especially if you look at that budget and realize, oh my goodness, like there's just not enough room in here for my, you know, for this payment when it kicks back up, if it kicks back up. Um, there are different repayment options, and that's at least worth discussing with your lender. Some of them are income-based. Now, what that means is, if you if you reduce the payment, maybe because your income is less, right? You're going to be paying it over a longer period of time. So that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Versus if you were on, say, a ten-year schedule, which I think is quite common, um, and now your three years have been taken off of that, right? Because you haven't made any payments. Um, you know, if, if you really look at it and realize, gosh, this is just this is going to be a problem. I think a lot of times people kind of put their head in the sand a little bit on things like this. I think I think this is not something you want to do that on. You want to kind of get ahead of it. Um, you know, make sure you're prepared for it. And then also, you know, don't be afraid or too proud to talk to that lender, especially if your job situation has changed a lot there are many people that have had a lot of change in their life over the last three years and just say, Hey, my income's a lot less. Maybe mm-hmm. just see, you know, see what can work for you to make sure you're ma- you're able to make some payment and get on some kind of schedule. Yeah.
0: And then, like we said, a lot has changed. And a lot may have changed for people in terms of their income. They may have changed jobs. They may have different salaries based in the same job as from now compared to 3 years ago
1: right
0: how has the job market changed over the last 3 years say yeah. i mean if if somebody's getting ready to graduate from college and like we said you know if if maybe maybe student loan payments are a part of their post grad budget uh, right. maybe they're not we don't know right. but um what's what's the job market looking like in um here in 2023
1: yeah, I couldn't help but look. I'm always curious, you know, about data, um, love to share stuff. So, and, I, and I'll quiz you maybe a little bit. How do you right. think about okay. that? We'll see if you can get it right. I'm not sure I could have guessed it right, but okay. I was able to find at least one source for new grads in 2023. Um, there was a lot of 2022 data, but I was I was able to find at least one research report for this year because folks are just now graduating. They probably graduated about a month ago. hmm college. So would you like to guess what the average college graduate salary is? So this person just graduated and they've gotten their first job. What do you think the average, Hmm. this is kind of across the country, across the US?
0: I'm going to bet that it's a lot higher than what my starting salary was when I graduated college, but I got into an industry that traditionally does Does not pay a lot um, in terms of entry level positions. My my starting salary was around 25 um, when I graduated. Yeah. Uh, Let's say maybe it's gotten up to like 40, 45,000.
1: It's a little higher than that. It looks like the average college graduate salary this year is 55,260.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Which I thought was pretty good. I think when I first started, Um, started my first kind of real job. I believe it was around 30, Mm -hmm. maybe 32,000 is what, what I made, I believe in my first real job. So that's a good bit higher than what either one of us, you know, made. Um, What I thought was interesting was though, what do you think? So if you surveyed college students that were graduating, what do you think they expected their starting salary to (laughs) me oh
0: this is this is probably a i gotta i gotta think in more generational terms (laughs) (laughs) right um
1: i don't know what i expected mine to be you know i I don't either i just i I guess
0: (laughs) i was i was over the moon about just having a full-time job out of college there was now again i think it depends on what you're studying and, and the demand right, for what, right. for what your skill set is. But I'm going right. to say that most wanted to be paid more than that. They than did 55. They
1: did. Yeah. 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 If you want to take a guess, you're welcome to. And I'll, I'll,
0: is one. it, is it a <laughs> hundred? Most people feel like they should get paid a hundred.
1: Yeah, but it's, um, it's 85. Wow. 85,000 was the most common number cited by, um, College students says what they expect to make, which I thought was interesting because it's you know right at thirty thousand more than what the actual average. So, and now to your point, it really varies a lot. Um, looks like technical majors have the highest, and they do average around eighty thousand. Yep. But that's not again not the average. <laughs> that's interesting, yeah. and I thought that might be kind of eye opening when you think about people you know, you think when you graduate from college, especially that's your first time really to, to look at, at managing your, in you know, your income and your expenses and budgeting. And, um, if you thought you were going to make 30,000 more, yeah. you, know, you actually end up making, you know, and you were thinking, well, that student loan, that won't be any big deal, you know, or whatever else, you know, you you were planning on paying for rent, you know, you're going to have, have to buy a car, um, possibly could be a little bit, a little bit opening. Yeah.
0: 30,000. Yeah. I wonder. I, I want. I'd be curious to know so much more about that. Um, mm-hmm. I know this wasn't in the in the study, which we'll source in the in the show notes. But um, if the average salary that college grads expected was thirty thousand more than what the actual average it was right. or is so far in twenty twenty three, the the length of time that those students stayed in that in that.
1: So that's First. interesting, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I bet not that long, ago. yeah. I mean, I think what did we call it the great resignation, mm-hmm. a few yeah? Years or so, yeah, when there was so much turnover, that's probably slowed somewhat, yeah, with just some nervousness about the economy. But, um, you know, certainly not all doom and gloom, right? I mean, I think, um, the job market has remained strong overall from data we've seen and people definitely are getting jobs. I just think it's interesting, the perception though of mm-hmm. you know, what you think you're going to make coming out. Yeah. What you might actually be making. I just wonder if it's, it's going to be kind of a hard reality maybe for some people.
0: Well, the other hard reality is, is some of the things that they're going to have to do when it comes to, to budgeting. It's the hard reality is yeah. not just the money you're making and the job you're doing and, and all of that. It's, um, understanding whether it's it could be these student loan payments that could resume here soon right. um, and having to make that part of a budget. But there, there's also some habits from a financial standpoint that um, new grads will have to get a grip on. Right.
1: I think so. And I think that's a really important time, which is probably one reason I was so interested in, in this data is that that's really the time where you you You've probably set some habits earlier. Certainly, you have by the time you graduate, as far as like spending habits and things like that. But it's the first time, really, you're managing things on your own. Mm-hmm. So, for most people, anyway. And so, I think getting off to a good start is really important. So, you know, folks are listening to this, and they, you know, are getting ready to graduate. Or they they have just graduated, maybe, or just getting ready to start their new job. You know, I would just encourage them to find a way to to really look at those realities of what money's coming in, you know, what's coming in after FICA, you know, after all your tax withholdings, um, after your health insurance premium, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always found that surprising um when you you know especially that first couple jobs <laughs> that, get, first right? pace, that first pay
0: that yeah. first pay stuff that you guys like oh i thought it was going to be a lot more than
1: this that's <laughs> right yeah you took that 25,000 you divided it by 12 right mm-hmm. or whatever paid and that's pay, what pay gonna, that's what i'm going to that's what i'm going to put like, in my bank every you know i look i can pay my rent and then you realize there's this ugly FICA and other stuff you know they took out of your paycheck and and when you look at that in, in truth um there's maybe not as much to go around, right? And I think too, we talked about it before with just the automation um and sort of the the invisibility of our spent income and spending, right? I mean, we'll so you know, most people will not get a physical check that they'll deposit, right? It'll go into their bank account, direct deposit. Right. And then they probably won't withdraw money from an ATM that often they'll use their debit card or credit card. And I think if you don't really take a minute and step back and now it's just such a good time, but to say like, okay, here's what I'm getting in. And then here's what I'm spending, you know, cause you have to, you have to really step back. And I think, look at that because you could move around thinking, that's going to be plenty of money. And if you're not checking, maybe it's not, it's not going as far as you think, and certainly may not have enough room to make student loan payments. You're typically getting a six month window after graduation before you have to, to make student loan payments. Right. Mm -hmm. So now's a really good time back to this. You circling back to the whole forgiveness idea too. That also applies to folks that are graduating too, is don't build your, your financial life now, Forgetting about that. Make yeah. sure that there's some grace in there because if you rack up a lot of credit card debt, if you can't put money in your 401k because you've got, you know, you're spending money on other stuff. I just, I just see that really impacting people down the road.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the one thing that I want to underscore um is trying to start the saving in your 401k or whatever retirement option you have. Yeah as soon as possible because just just Google it. Look at the data. Look at the the impact of compound interest if you start at twenty-two years old versus twenty-seven years old versus thirty-two years old. Sure. It is such it is so important if you have the means. To to start saving as early as possible because it is going to make a a mountain of difference when it comes to that that retirement age. Yes,
1: it really does, and I think you, you, for most people, you've got to make that a priority. It's just not going to happen on its own, right? Um, so I think now's a really good time if you're, especially if it's your first job, sign up for that benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a lot, I mean, I, I think to your point, Adam, even like small amounts, save early and save consistently, um, just really add up to a lot. So, so hopefully people will take that food for thought and just, you know, really, really kind of, you know, go into it with open eyes and make those things a priority because it's really about making sure those dollars are going where you value it, right. Where it's going to put you in a good financial position down the road and not just you know, realizing, gosh, I just spent $200 on coffees, you know, this month, you know, and not yeah. just not even being really, cause you can m- certainly move through life, not even aware of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we've done, we've done podcasts on retirement. We've done podcasts on budgeting tools. Um, yeah. just, just have a system in place, whatever works for you, have a system, have a plan, um, whatever you need to do to put that into place. And, and like you said, you don't have to be able to save, hundreds of dollars a month in your retirement, $25 is more than zero. It's got to make right. a difference. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of, especially if your company's matching that, right. Even yeah, right. if it's not a lot, you know, if you say, well, I can only do $20, I can only do $50. Well, if your company matches that, Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you've got a, you've got, you're doubling your money right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, And you just would really be surprised how that adds up for people over time, particularly those starting early. You know, you start at 22, 23, you do that for, you know, you're probably going to save more as you start to earn more, hopefully, but, you know, you do that consistently over your career. It's just such an easier transition than folks that wake up and they're you know, they're my age, they're 45 and realize, you know, we really haven't made that a priority. And I didn't, you know, now you're behind a bit. And now you only have 20 years mm-hmm. right, to save. And so a lot of times, you know, I'm giving people kind of some bad news at that point. Right. I yep. mean, you know, your, your savings got to be a lot more aggressive. So, um, so it's, it's certainly not impossible at that age, but it's just so much easier. Like you said, build those good habits now, you know, don't, yep. Get in trouble with debt if you can avoid it by just making a few things right, and and hopefully we'll hopefully we'll have a, a final word maybe on this topic yeah. to share yep. in upcoming podcasts, and people can really plan ahead. But hopefully this has been helpful for folks.
0: Yeah, I hope we have some concrete information to to dissect the next time we visit in in July. But in the meantime, let's let's reemphasize what we said at the beginning, which is. Have a plan in place for your student loans to to payments to resume. Um,
1: got it now. Yeah, yep.
0: yeah. All right, Jennifer. How can uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to uh, discuss their own situation? Yeah. If they're yeah. a new grad, or maybe it's right. been, even been decades since they graduated college. <laughs>
1: that's right yeah I'm happy to, to hear from listeners um, can certainly look at look us up on the website at three Magnolia's financial advisors that's all spelled out three Uh, we're local here to winston so you can call us too at 336 701 1600 or lastly you can shoot me an email my email is Jennifer at the number three hyphen magnolias with an s.com. So whatever works for them, would love to hear from folks. All right,
0: Jennifer, until next time, when maybe we'll have some resolution to this, uh, thanks as always for the info. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Cetera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources, however we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice.